Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You'll also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. In this episode, the next in our series of celebrating women in IT for the month of March. We have with us Sushma Joshi, Employment Engagement Leader, DNI Leader and a Storyteller. And Jacinta Jayachandran, Author, Coach, Advisor and Founder of Transcendix LLP and a Trustee for HopeWorks Foundation. Two amazing women who have worked in tech for over 20 plus years in roles supporting and partnering core tech business in communication and HR respectively. They share their stories of how it all started for them and how they related to, worked with or were stumped quite often with the tech world. They talk about crafting a partnership-driven approach with business and engineering by being powerful collaborators and keen listeners and charting alternate career graphs. This episode is hosted by Gayatri and Chitra from PM Power Consulting. It was quite a ride for the four of us and we thoroughly enjoyed recording it. We hope our listeners do too. Good morning, Jacinta and Sushma and Chitra and me, G3, are joining in today's episode. Thank you so much for your time. And today's episode is focused on women in technology and their influencers, how uh, HR team uh, influencing and shaping the women uh, in technology. I would like to start with uh, giving a brief introduction from Jacinta. How did you get started in industry? I've been working for 25 plus years now and um, I started my career with pharma company. And then um, my second move was uh, into uh, HP. And uh, at that time, HP was, uh, I think, still trying to sort of establish its presence in India in terms of uh, the software division. And uh, that's where my exposure to IT industry uh, started. So going from uh, manufacturing pharma to IT industry was was more of an accident. You just got a call and you went. And when you have one and a half years experience under your belt, you're just saying, let me go try this out. But the exposure to IT industry started with Hewlett Packard. And I must say, I'm very, very grateful. I think it was a fantastic experience. But I still felt uh, the leap in terms of learning was, was fantastic. A couple of things that completely overawed me in the first few weeks of joining there was the terminologies people would use. And they made it sound like this is the language that we use here, right? Uh, stuff like, you know, instead of saying we'll meet, they'll say we'll touch base. And <laughs> stuff like this was never part of the vocab in, in a manufacturing company. Then one person came to me with a big booming voice and he said, you know, why don't you just give me soft copies and look at me. I had no idea what a soft copy meant. I was looking at him like, what is this guy talking to me about? You know, this sounded like some Greek and Latin to me. So I said, duh. And he said, hey, don't print, just mail it to me. So it was very exciting. Even the little, little nuances uh, was just fascinating. For me, the first aha, this is IT, was really just getting used to the jargons and the vocab. I think that itself was a big learning. That's where I started. And then my longest stint was, of course, in fee where uh, I moved and I was there for about nine and a half years. There, the whole idea of how 
the company got built around its pillars of culture the idea of how you can scale from a thousand people company to a 45,000 people company in the span of the nine and a half years that I was there was for me a stunning story of transformation that you were party to, you saw it happening in front of your eyes. And I said, wow, these things are completely possible. And then, of course, post that, I've been uh, a consultant. I've been on my own. And I uh, headed uh, On Mobile Global as its uh, head of HR for three years post that. And after that, I've, I've been an entrepreneur. So, the you know, the first 15 years of my corporate life uh, was really uh, into IT industry from telecom, VAS, in On Mobile to IT services. Those were my exposure to uh, industry as as a part of a HR team. And um, I thought I got a, a completely beautiful perspective being in the system and yet being outside of it in some ways to be able to define processes and systems. I loved it. The tipping point in uh, in enabling me as a, as a professional. Awesome. It sounds so great, Tejasinta, right from us in manufacturing to learning all the jargons. I was also wondering as you were speaking, Jacinta, is that it's probably the time when IT was just picking up. Absolutely. And when you spoke about jargon, for me, probably the realization was the first time non-tech person stepping into the tech world and <laughs> what that felt like. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, you're going to hear more of that, Chitra. <laughs> Fire away, Sushma. We'd love to hear your perspective. Okay, so mine has been quite a checkered journey and to put it in the terms of PM Power Consulting, very agile. I started my professional academic education had been in the realm of journalism and mass communication. This was an obvious outcome to that education. I started as a sub-editor in an English daily here in Pune and I worked there for two years after which I took a break nearly 10 years okay so that was when my son was born and uh, once he started full-time education I thought it was the right time to get back to work Uh, through a lot of support and encouragement from my friends my sister and others in the family you know wherein they said you have to get back into the professional world I got back and Sinta said it was such a cultural shock for me because when I left the working world it was pre-IT pre-computer and we had a very, very Victorian kind of an environment in the office places where uh, we would address our seniors as sirs and ma'ams and we would literally, you know, many a times when our chief editor would walk in out of respect, would actually stand up on our desk. And when I get back, I see these plush offices that, you know, once you walk into the premises, that doesn't look like India anymore. (laughs) It is uh, so glamorous, so well-kept, so well-placed. And then people talking in terms of PPT, any meetings would be conference calls. So it it started from that. A lot of learning, a lot of observation, a lot of picking up, a lot of failures, a lot of falls, a lot of complexes, a lot of internal uh, conflict and struggle on, you know, thinking that, oh, I'm so behind these guys. All of them look uh, so up to date with technology and whether I will be able to cope up with that. So all that happened, but uh, to make the long story short. So once I came back, I directly joined the IT industry. I started as a contractor first because I just wanted to get a hold of happening around. From there, I moved. So that was in Nihilan Technologies. I spent two years there, after which I moved to Persistent Systems, where I was for two years. And then for the last 13 years, I was in Symantec. Being a communication professional, I have literally 
taken an experience of all the aspects of communication. So when I started, I started as a content writer, the contractual part. So that was completely focused on content writing, doing content for websites, content for collateral required of the organization. After which I moved on into a role in the corporate communication where I had a feel and touch of PR, media relations, employee communications. So in Persistent, it was more of a marketing because we were, I was attached to the marketing team there, the pre-sales team. So did a little bit of marketing communication. But once I moved into you know, six, seven years of, uh, that was when I think I got a reasonable idea of what where my niche was, what I really wanted to do, what was it that would drive me. So I decided to focus and become a domain expert. And from then on, my focus on employee communications employee engagement, culture, and a lot of internal kind of a focus started. For the last 13 years, I have been completely focused on employee engagement, employee culture, bringing the, you know, bringing up the culture of the organization. How do you help uh, materialize that culture? How do you bring that experience to the employees? How do you ensure that it is consistent across? I have been a very passionate, passionate person in the DEI space. I really uh, love working there. I love and I really am driven by creating that community uh, sisterhood where you really do something which is meaningful and impactful for the women who are working. What I have seen, what it was then, nobody to even give you that space and comfort. So personally, you would have a lot of people who would come listen to your stories and uh, give you some kind of advice if you sought, but at a professional level, it wasn't there. And I think that is what drives me to fill in that gap and be there in the DEI space. So I'm quite active there. Volunteering is something that excites and uh, I do a lot of that. Fantastic, Sushma. Rinka, it gives me a great pleasure to also see senior professional after a 10 year break. Uh, this is a very great thing to hear for all many uh, women who are uh, coming back to work in using a lot of the supports that are available today. Definitely, there is a lot more change that has happened in today's generation. In fact, Gayatri, I can't seem to think of a more super start to the recording of this episode. I can simply feel the energy that's going around in this conversation. <laughs> a question to both of you, Jacinta and Sushma. So mm-hmm. what has it been like working with folks in technology Okay, maybe I will take that. Fundamental difference that I felt was uh, one in in manufacturing company from where I HR is seen as policymaker. The role of is one of governance and control. It was when I shifted into IT that you realize that the role is much more broad based. The expectations are very different, and in so many ways, uh, do you know it, it's a role of great disdain. Uh, HR is the department everybody loves to hate in, in some ways, you know, Are uh, now they are going to push us to do some interviews. They are going to push us to do some performance appraisal. They're going to push us to attend birthday bash. So fundamentally we were looked at this force that is pushing you to do things that you probably are not very inclined to do right now, though it could be critical for building the business. And one of my first areas of, dissonance or disconnect was why do people in IT really not like HR though they like me as a person you know HR meant you know all all the frustration seemed to come out of them when they uh, dealt with you but having been in the industry and seen it upfront and close I have seen 
my own perception of how you blend and work with techies really changed over the years that I I think what they are asking you every time they push you back is how can you help me how can you be with me in this journey how are you going to enable me in this in this journey whereas uh, sometimes i think hr comes across as this i'm just making you better i don't think we really are doing anything like that so the idea that this is an integrated place for people who call themselves hr and techies to come together and say how do we create value that both of us can own this is not side and to me that exposure came uh, when i started working in infi because we worked on processes systems people conversations around culture employee engagement tell me and all of it was a partnered conversation and that to me was the great place of collaboration and i realized that is where you create mutual respect and absolute delight in what the other person's bringing you may not understand the language you may not understand uh, the jargons being used on both sides and i think when i reflect back is the fact that when you are a hr person enabling businesses and you speak the language of business to some extent even though i don't understand it uh, maybe 300% but i certainly understand what is the work that each one of them is doing <clears throat> and how complex and diverse it could be you know how am i enabling that execution process by involving and inviting uh, them also into the conversation while defining processes systems it could be very very simple stuff i think that that really helped a lot above and beyond that i realized in it <coughs> excuse me there really is no timeline associated with going home and that can be very stressful in manufacturing pretty much organized even there things are changing but i can tell you it's definitely more organized in terms of your arrival time exit time etc so you can predict and plan your life a little bit more of course i'm not talking about the traffic situation which i don't think anybody can plan and predict right now but in the it industry i was amazed that people were taking late night calls you know going home at 9:30 it was a completely different world and in that world i realized the role of hr was that it was a powerful enabler a collaborative partner and most certainly you sometimes have to just sit down and listen to them not even get judgmental say where are you coming from just sit and listen and therefore be be there for them when they are going through what i think is sometimes a fairly challenging circumstances and i think that in a nutshell was my greatest learning how can we partner how can you collaborate how can you invite you know everybody into that space to make things work for uh, everyone and hold your own because you are also a subject matter expert and not be apologetic about it for me that i think was the greatest uh, learning as i yeah and i think uh, jaya jacinta has kind of touched upon uh, uh, just to add to or add on to what she said was you know coming from mm-hmm. an creative person perspective you know doing uh, employee engagement and internal communication because that also in itself is a journey on how the function has evolved over the years so when i got into the it industry it was more about internal communication and i think my journey or started from the very basic isn't to educate the organization on the potential of my function what do we do a lot of time uh, you think my first shock came when i that uh, the techies so in their own cocoon 
so they loved speaking their language they loved uh, you know very very uh, insulating themselves from the outside world they loved to live in their own shell in their own cocoon and anybody who could adapt to that ecosystem was welcome with an open hand arms the first uh, thing i realized and really it started with educating people on what the internal communication could do because it was uh, you know like the story of the seven blind men and the elephant so anybody who wanted anything to be done would think that internal communication was a point of that support to them so moving from a support person who is expected to support to becoming a collaborator and equal uh, partner and moving from a tactical uh, level to a strategic level was was quite a challenge and was a very interesting and very exciting journey having said that i will also say that but once you get on the uh, right side of the technical people then you know there cannot be uh, better partners than them because once you have established your credibility once they gather their data points they they get convinced that yes we can leverage and can be of use and adds value to the entire project uh, that is when you have them on your side and after that it's quite a smooth points and they actually uh, you know they gather their own data points and they realize that this this person or this function adds value then you know they actually listen they they come with a very open mind they listen and they start viewing you as an expert in your own domain and in your field and that i think is quite enthralling today you have a lot of my tech, technical friends a lot of techies who would come up to me and say okay sushma this is what we want to do now you you let us help us understand how do we do it and what is the best way to communicate this to others awesome i i love this uh, difference between hr i never thought hr <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it is really a great journey uh, that both of you have uh, <laughs> through sushma and uh, jasinta see as a career techie i wouldn't have known this <laughs> keep talking about empathy right empathy uh, in uh, yeah for the customers for the people whom we are working i think both of you are actually talking about empathy for your for the employees and yeah. for the is working for a non techie Yes. <laughs> Absolutely and in fact uh, to Gayatri's point on empathy I think what I heard from both of you is also empathizing with your respective functions which is which is so important and uh, having been on the technical side for the <laughs> longest part of my career uh, I think this is this is a very eye opening conversation thank you so much sushma and jasinta yeah you know and the interesting part chitra here is that uh, i think we need to show a little bit of agility and adaptability from our side which in the initial years can get a little frustrating because it can get into the space because you are relatively young right so your ego getting hampered because i would have people who would come just one day before the event believe me i'm not exaggerating they would come day one one day before the event and they would come to me and say sushma humko ye poster banana hai do din mein ho jayega na wo wahan lagana hai and i'm like okay what poster so why didn't you call me when you were planning the event and i would tell them dude i am sitting here to decide that please allow me to <laughs> 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 it used to be at that level and they would like okay 
and then you know slowly slowly it started from there but once we started having my little victories that was when i started getting more confident and then you know getting more and more people from one side talking about one success story taking it to the next project and the next event and telling them look this is what we did there and this is what worked so well so that's how it was so it, it was in the in interesting but i think that agility adaptability and openness of both heart and mind are very very important because that can get frustrating at times for both brain to understand the right and the right one to understand the left obviously because those there is that polarity right so the, it has to be there and i think gradually you get there but then once you are there and once you are together then it is so beautiful that entire journey the planning committee of the grace hopper conference so all that imagine and once i now when i think back i i really am surprised when i say okay a non techy in the techy world but now i cannot live without the tech world <laughs> <laughs> and all the techies around me <laughs> nice very nice so there's this question about uh, and since we're on the topic of uh, women's day and planning a special around this whole month of march what between yourselves have you observed let's say top 2 3 observations about women in tech and what kind of suggestions or advice would you like to share particularly the women in our audience uh, are listening to this podcast yeah so i think uh, we have really come a long way as far as diversity and uh, building that good ecosystem for women is concerned and uh, yeah a lot of organizations are doing great work you see a lot of focus on diversity conversations and the good part i think is that today you see that happening at the leadership level which i really love because i think when we uh, you know i had been uh, the champion of the women's network in semantic for 7 years and i still vividly remember that when we started again the same story people knew that there is something there is an erg for women and that erg just works for women and then you know the, the, the general feeling was that they get together they have some good time there are some freebies that get distributed around women's day you know so they want to just make themselves feel special and that's the way an organization can welcome a woman so from there uh, i think now we have re- definitely moved up levels where we are talking about the real things on the ground and i am a strong proponent and believer that we really have to move the narrative to the next level now when we are talking about women issues so i strongly feel personally that we should move that uh, those conversations to the next level you know what i like to call narrative 2.0 wherein we actually uh, talk about you know how do you do that professional empowerment so work life balance and all those other things fair enough we spent a lot of years talking about so one of the things that uh, i wanted to highlight was not just the fact that uh, we worked with uh, men and women uh, in the it industry for uh, you know very long time but also the last uh, half a decade i've spent considerable amount of time with working with women across industries across domains sushma was saying in the earlier part of the conversation is there a need to change the narrative and uh, bring out a 2.0 you know we we've done a lot of stuff around uh, career start restart etc etc 
what I'm thinking uh, right now, and that is something that I'm going to write about, is that um, how do we enable women uh, to do uh, something called as a career pacing in order to preserve their careers? I think we do not in some ways appreciate the fact that the complexities of a woman's life are definitely far more true that uh, the uh, nature of her persona in, in some ways and of course her need to be a professional who is gold class, I think there are very many complexities coming into this uh, place and uh, therefore uh, can we talk and can we look at how we can enable every woman out there to pace her career. Let me also talk about it from the context of where I'm coming from right now, right? I do believe this, uh, this is not about a race for a woman. This is not just about going and breaking the glass ceiling, but really about enabling her core strengths to be able to elongate her career, to be able to deal with the multiple challenges that will come during. There are going to be time when she's probably going to step back because Traditionally, the role of a caregiver is that of the woman. She owns that space and she really loves that space, though she might get stressed at various points in time. And her energy, therefore, is not going to be unlimited to do everything as much as we would love to put the, all these advertisements about uh, the woman being uh, the person who can sort of just sprout energy every morning to do uh, some hundred different things. I don't think we are sensitizing her and the, uh, the family and the society at large to be sensitive to the fact that she's a human being first and foremost, and that her needs and desires are as important. And it's not just about work and life. So every time we ask women through the many research attempts we have done, what is work like? Work means it is something outside of me, right? This is about others, my workplace. Life is really about all my family members. And we always ask them, in all of this, where are you? Where is your journey? And then they're saying, oh, oh my God, I didn't think about that. And you, you will be amazed that in a six-month leadership training program for women exclusively done, one of them on the last day comes and stands in front of me with tears in her eyes. And I was like wondering, why is she even crying? Was the program that bad? Uh, what did we do? And she looks at me and she says, Jacinta, after going through six months of training program, one decision I have made, and that is to create space for myself in my life. And so this whole idea or a binary that there is work and there is life, I think itself is passe and dated. The second element that we really need to look at is, are we enabling the woman to preserve her career by talking to her about pacing her career? This is not about a break that she's taking, but she is pacing it right because there are energy requirements, there are expectations from so many places, including herself. And she is going to be most sensible in trying to pace herself in this journey and therefore create a career preservation and a self-preservation mechanism that I think must be far more holistic. The third one is a woman in her 50s goes through tremendous changes because of menopausal issues and all of them. When I speak to a lot of people who are at my age, which is around the 50s and to a lot of other friends, I hear a lot of them having these issues about, I think I've been there, done that, now I think I have to quit. But what happens after that is that uh, you're hitting the empty nest syndrome, which could be even worse. Whereas a woman who's really 
you know, gone through the motions and now has uh, children who are adults and taking care of themselves and has gone through the physical part of menopause, etc., could actually be ready to run for the CEO's role far later than probably somebody else and be very effective at it. I don't think we are trying to explore many of these things because we constantly harp on the race. I'm saying pace, pace your journey. And believe that is the way the woman has to move ahead. And last but not the least, last week I was conducting a training program for uh, women um, and about 16 of them were there. It's very interesting as we go through the conversations. And I realized it is not about work-life balance. But it is really finding your space between your quest and your quest can be different in various aspects of your life and at various stages of your life, especially for a woman. And the many questions that you have around it, right? People will ask you questions and you might have your own questions. So trying to find that space between your quest and the questions I think is really the narrative that we need to empower the woman to talk about. And it's not like empowerment. It's really just enabling, facilitating and seeing how we could support each other in that journey. I think that would be my take on, uh, you know, what is it that we can do for ourselves and support other women as we move ahead. Thank you, Jacinta. I think it was very well put. I love the what you're saying about career pacing. In yeah. fact, the... the current, uh, the next uh, Anita B meetup that we are having, we are having a talk about career anxiety and career pacing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, conversation around how do you give time for yourself and the space between. Uh, Sushma, we uh, kind of uh, had a, a part of your conversation around creating a narrative 2.0 and ensuring that having that engagement across leadership as well as uh, freshers you want to add more about what are the your observation with women in technology sushma uh, yeah so the narrative 2.0 that i was talking about i did hear what jacinta had to say and i just couldn't agree more so the place where i am coming from is i think we also have to move our conversations again to uh, to the next level as in you know talk about how we actually uh, professionally empower uh, women and which by what I mean by that is that women's from women from all walks of life, like she said, you know, um, a lot of us have different phases in our careers, right? We get in, get out or probably slow down. Then you, you know, you, you accelerate your career, uh, uh, your career focus and stuff like that. So at every level, if, uh, you know, women who have been there, done that senior women come out with more mentoring with more guidance, with more advice, I think that really will be, uh, you know, very encouraging and very useful and very helpful because I, I feel that we need to look a little career and then look at how we are helping and build, helping and to build that ecosystem. So that is something that uh, I think we should do. We should do more of mentoring. Then also look at, uh, you know, also help women understand, create more awareness around the fact that there are different requirements at different phases in life. So every time it needn't be success, needn't be labeled or equated to breaking the glass ceiling. So it should not be equated with titles 
I think every individual is different. It should be more about, you know, looking from inside out rather than outside in. So no, 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 no need for that validation. No need for those labels. Success is not equal to titles. You can still have your own success. You can still build your own stories. I think it's more about understanding your purpose, understanding what helps you and then charting out your own career graph. Uh, for all these different requirements, if we could have more women who could mentor these requirements and really help, help facilitate that, I think will really be useful. Now, this is adding to all that Jacinta said. I couldn't agree more on that as well. So Thank you. Thank you, both of you. In fact, Gayatri, I'm seeing at least five follow-up episodes for some reason between <laughs> uh, Jacinta and Sushma's uh, narratives and advice and suggestion and so many points coming up. It's almost a jam of ideas, thoughts uh, that are going on in my mind right now. So thanks so much, both of you. I have one question for each one of you. And I simply picked it up from the conversation that just happened. So, In fact, uh, Chitra, I'm sorry, but if you may allow me to interrupt, because otherwise that thought will go out of my mind. Please go ahead. Please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Some interesting anecdote that I would like to share. In fact, Please Chitra, do. you know, you have been instrumental. I don't know whether you know or not, huh? for inspiring me to uh, take a different path now. Really? Yeah, because I remember, I don't know whether you recollect, but remember we had a conversation in Grace Hopper and when I was asking you that what, what if you hit a plateau and what if you really decide to make a shift in your track instead of following the usual career track, what if you really take a break and then decide to get back again? So you take that pause, think through, introspect learn, understand what you want to do next and then take the next move. So I remember at that point in time, I think you we were taking this break and you were doing, I still recollect. And that yeah. really encouraged me to do that. And in fact, now I'm at in that phase where I have taken a break. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, what are the chances of something like this coming back, right? <laughs> exactly. So that, that is exactly what I want to emphasize. And I really want to, uh, you know, we could get more such examples so that women get that courage and do not just think on the beaten track because there again, we are having those uh, things like we are equating it to what I retire as a director or a VP in these many levels. I'm, I'm, can I boast of having a successful career? No. If you are happy doing what you are doing, if that is adding value, you are creating an impact in the society. To me, that is a greater success. You could do that as well if you are so focused and if you really like doing that. But a lot of time, in fact, I see a lot of women torn between this. No worries. And thank you. Thank you so much, Sushma. It's very kind of you to have remembered that. Jacinta, uh, would, you, would you just like to add something onto that? Or do you have a different perspective on it? I think I sense that you have something around so-called definitions of success and what lies in therein. <laughs> See, these last contain so much meaning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what uh, what success is about, honestly. To reach uh, whatever it is that you want to reach in life and you look back and you say, oh my God, I had to do such a big struggle to get here. I don't think it feels like a very happy success, right? Um, so at the same time, each person's definition of success 
could be so uh, so beautifully different and i think absolutely valid therefore uh, for me success you know as a term is is something that i think has many meanings many paths and we should be all mindful and respectful of it chitra you and i work with the kids in school right yeah, yeah. Um, when you deal with uh, i was there on the on the day we had organized a program where uh, we had invited someone to come and talk to the girls and their parents about what kind of uh, higher studies can the kids opt for um, and give them some kind of an orientation to it i was standing there outside greeting some of the parents as they walked in and uh, a lady comes to me a mother of four daughters she had come all the way from uh, kgf to attend this uh, session on behalf of her daughter who studies in this school just before leaving back after the session she just held my hand and she said um, happy i came i feel that my daughter has uh, somebody to help her in making these decisions because i don't think i'm i'm qualified as we continued the conversation she said amma i found it so difficult to come today throughout the night i was beaten up and i didn't know if i could really even board the bus i just borrowed some money from my neighbor to come here the last part of the conversation she said i'm going back feeling very happy that at least this girl out of the four if she listens and she you know really um, you know understands what you all are trying to do etc etc and studies well i think she'll have a better life and she had this big smile on her face and to me that meant success to her on that day the feeling that uh, her child probably has a better option in front of her and in some ways uh, that is going to be uh, the the bit that she has contributed to you could see that uh, as a as a mother as a woman i think as a parent uh, she was just really delighted that day and to me that can be as much a measure of success uh, in the lives that we lead as much as probably occupying the corner office uh, somewhere yeah. right absolutely and her courage in dreaming you know dream yeah. world for her daughters yeah. something that probably she wanted to do and she couldn't that itself you know demonstrate so much of courage and so much of success absolutely and therefore i feel that these are some of the stories because they will open up a lot of opportunities for women yeah. and fortunately we are based today in such a beautiful space where you can just pick up anything any at any point in time and actually pursue that and the good part is you really have people to look up to who have done that you know transgressed the journey journey to some extent so the lot of those examples and i think senior women women in the industry who have spent a reasonable number of years we need to create that kind of an ecosystem you know bring to surface such examples so that people really they have a lot of guidance that really would be the driver for me to do a lot of deep couldn't agree with uh, both of you more any any thoughts coming from you gayatri extremely powerful uh, story and it will stay with me for a long time i wanted to uh, steer the conversation back to the role models uh, mentors and uh, having uh, those conversation uh, sushma you, you, you and i are part of the uh, being a community lead in anita we you, you are passionate about creating networks that works yes. is there an advice that you want to give to women as to how to make that work yeah so you just touched upon something that uh, <laughs> that is you know so close to my heart that's because uh, i have lived this and i have actually in 
personally seen the benefit of this networking i think is really very very important very critical so something uh, you know like self promotion i think women and networking uh, really do not go so much hand in hand well i'm talking about the youngsters or the the middle level women manager i feel that uh, networking is really very very uh, critical to your career progress and not only to your career progress but even to your progress as an individual because there is so much that you can learn when you meet people when you share experiences when you know each other there is so much of confidence innate confidence that gets built into you when you really uh, learn the art of having those conversations with people who you may not know and even career wise i think it's very very important because it helps you build that bridge that will bring you out of your cocoon your own workplace you know and then just get a or opens that window into the world so networking i feel is very very important and fortunately or unfortunately i mean that had been me myself about a few years back when i really did not make it my own personal goal that i am going to be good at networking because that was the feedback that i used to get and every time i would think that oh i wish i was good at networking and at that point in time to me networking meant spending a lot of time your personal time over the weekend sacrificing this time to go and attend some event or probably be at a forum and you know be at a conference and something like that but then what i want to bring to the attention of women and i hope women start doing that is working needn't always mean a big chunk of time away from your work life you could just start it so like this charity begins at home you could actually start establishing your networks well within your organization yeah and what i mean by that is start participating in site activities start participating in activities which are away from your own uh, project so there are a lot of ergs that many organizations have in today's time the employee resource network groups start participating in those attend those sessions so every time whenever you are getting out of your workspace it needn't be with a very specific purpose in mind so what i mean by that is if i'm getting some time away from my day to day work it needn't be just to learn something new sometime it can just be agendaless it can just be with the purpose of meeting people trying to get to know who who are the people with whom you are working try trying to get to know your ecosystem better those are the first few steps that you can take you know gets in perspective of networking and i think gradually then you start building those networks and eventually realize that these networks become so empowering they can open up so many prospects and potential for you i really feel very strong about networking and i really feel that networking always doesn't take away that kind of time if you do it properly strategically in a and in a well planned way so try and get become a part of some forum try and become a part of some professional group because that is the good way for you to get inroads into you know this art of networking but believe me networking is not about you know how many connections or contacts uh, you have on your linkedin profile networking is not about how many visiting cards you gather in a conference i think it's all about building relationships and getting to know people getting to know them better having those kind of collaborative relationships where you give in something you receive something from people and actively participating growing that well said sushma very well said yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> thank you sushma that's a very nice narrative and perspective around networking 
So, Jacinta, one question for you. I think we have time for one last question before we start winding down this conversation. Mentioned your your opening statements in this conversation were around terminology, language, and vocabulary. I know that you've recently jointly published a book on the right kind of words to use. What would you like to leave our listeners with in terms of what is the kind of vocabulary that people and women in particular can adopt to change narratives or perhaps look at the world differently and themselves? Uh, Chitra, thank you for talking about uh, my book. It, it is just so exciting to, to even think that we've published one. So I think uh, uh, that is fascinating in, in itself in, in, in so many ways. Uh, but, you know, these would be the things that I would I would like to uh, talk about. You know, there's a lot of buzzword that goes around everywhere, around everything, right? Including uh, the idea of women, careers, empowerment, etc. And uh, these have been, I think, some of my own learning. I looked at uh, my own evolution and that of many, many friends and colleagues. One of the first things is um, know your niche and build your niche before uh, you even talk about building your brand. Okay, I think it's very important to know where you are so significantly better and different and how good you are, right? I think that is that is really the key thing. Because once you do that, I think uh, the brand story gets built from that. The second one, Sushma spoke so beautifully about network. And I truly believe you should know and build your networks with a lot of relationships, a lot of friends, people whom you can reach out to people from whom you can learn, you're part of those many collaboratives, uh, you know, and how can you just be there for somebody else? The third one is really how compassionately self-aware are we? Not judging ourselves, not saying, oh my God, I didn't do this today. No, my God, I couldn't do that or I couldn't accomplish this. I think uh, sometimes it's very important to be compassionate uh, with ourselves and truly truly look at ourselves as people who are doing, um, you know, a phenomenal uh, job of all the stuff that we are attempting uh, in life. And last but not uh, uh, the least, uh, I would urge women to to be really, just really boldly. When we did the session a couple of days ago, as we were talking about on Friday and Saturday, a lot of women, uh, you know, broke down during the sessions, narrate, uh, uh, you know, what they're going you know, through in light. And by the way, all of them are very positive. Many of them really happy tears. But the fact that you're expressing your emotion, right? You don't have to hold it back and become somebody else in order to appear like a person who's always in control. Because a lot of these are myths. Uh, These are really uh, stereotypes. And to conclude, I would say, challenge the stereotypes in every way. Even the recommendations that come your way, challenge it and see. Because there could be a completely different layer that is going to get built, a completely different perspective that will emerge, a completely different story that will be powerful and a completely different narrative that might change the world. And I think for me, that really is the journey. You know, let's sit down today as we go through all of these things and try our very best to be our very best. I think it's also important to look at constantly question, challenge and be ready for new things that emerge in front of us. Lovely, Jacinta. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gayatri, over to you. I, I'm speechless, really, literally. <laughs> I, I enjoyed this conversation so much. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Sushma and Jacinta for this. I can talk for us uh, together as a 
forum because we are so like-minded uh, in our approach as well as how we look at life uh, any other thoughts from you sushma so uh, two things uh, you know that that i would like to emphasize on one i think is authenticity very very important i mean all of us need to be happy in our skin we may have our flaws but at the same time we also have our strengths so let's leverage that let's be empathetic understand each other and respect each other as unique individuals so i needn't sound like you i needn't look like you but whatever i am i should be happy in that space so that acceptance has to has to be there within me to know what it is understand what i am and try to make the best of that so that i think so while i do that for myself i should respect that in others so that is something that i really feel very strongly about and the second thing that i would say is uh, i am realizing currently to follow up on what i said earlier also is that i think pause is as as important as speed both in your personal and professional life because uh, many a times what happens is we just get pushed into this rat race into this ever competitive world which is made to look so glamorous which has so much of sheen and shine yet i think somewhere down the line we need to take those regular pauses just to sit understand introspect try to see where you want to go what you want to do where your heart and your mind is then you know if required take course correction or get refreshed revitalized and then move on with more vigor and with more speed i think pause is as important like we say in communication you know listening is more important than speaking similarly i think even taking those pauses at the right time and not feeling guilty about them is also very important pause in real sense of the term you know without agenda less just sit there be mindful enjoy the moment and then think and introspect and spend that time with yourself i think that is very important what a wonderful way to bring this conversation <laughs> to a close for now at least in my mind this is very clearly a pause so you know in the interest of time as well as thank you sushma and jasanta so much i think personally i'm taking away so much energy so much motivation so a boatload of ideas uh definitely for future conversations but it was lovely talking to both of you and it's been an honor to have you all as guests on our podcast show thank you so much chitran gayatri for this wonderful opportunity it is really great and i just hope that we hope that there is some value that we could add to the lives of very many women out there thank you very much and women support system has been so great for me so i can maybe this is a good opportunity to for me to express my gratitude towards that as well thank you very very much sushma what, what amazing perspectives gayatri chitra what an amazing way to start a monday morning thank you very very much i think it was yeah. wonderful having this conversation and learning so much i'm taking away a lot and i think i must say i hope i'm able to give back something to this yes. thank you very very much thank you We thank Siddharth for the music and Malavika for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com.